0: This week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Fall is the best time of year for sports in my house. NFL and college football are in full swing. European soccer leagues are putting up their marquee matchups and nothing beats the Major League Baseball postseason, especially this year. So today we're talking about how to bring your kids into those fun moments of watching your team and maybe trying to teach them some life lessons as well. This week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant, and I am so grateful for you to be here with me. I am so excited to do this episode partially because uh, it just is something that has become really fun for me and my kids and in our house. And that is that we have been watching a little bit more sports lately uh, on TV. We not, try not to have too much TV time, but lately there's been a lot going on. And especially this year, you know, I always love watching the Major League Baseball playoffs, but this year was particularly special for me as my beloved Texas Rangers went on to win their first ever World Series championship. Uh, and I promise this whole episode is not just an excuse to bring that up, but it is pretty exciting for us. Uh, we watch pretty much every game of that run together as a family, and then you add that to watching the Cowboys and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and we're getting to the point where my kids are actually enjoying watching sports with me. And that was something that I was kind of working towards. At first, they didn't really enjoy it so much. Uh, it led to a lot of frustration. We were sort of watching some of the games, especially with my wife growing up in Houston during the the Rangers Astros series. We were watching that that series particularly closely. And my oldest in particular was having some trouble sort of getting into it. And he would always want to do something. He'd need some attention. He'd want to play some other um, games. He likes to pretend that we're at school and he's the teacher and we're his students and we're not listening to him. And so there was some frustration early on, some some friction, I would say, uh, related to uh, watching some of those games. And so we had to, would, would have to take a little break and talk to him a little bit and give him some of that attention. But what I decided we needed to do was to take a different approach. And what I wanted to try to do was bring him into The Secret and bring him in on the fact of like, why this is fun? Why why do I like to do this? Just sit here and watch this uh, stuff that doesn't seem particularly exciting because he doesn't know what's going on. It's just people uh, on the screen. It's not telling a story that he can understand or, or anything like that. And so, what I wanted to try to do was like work with them and like have them sit with me and I can kind of talk them through and give them the play-by-play of what is going on on the screen, so that they can start to understand like what's going on. That has seemed to work, especially for my oldest. He's starting to get pretty into it. So it started with initially with baseball, and now as sort of baseball season is over, uh, go Rangers, and we are moving into sort of the the tail end of uh, football season here, where we're getting into some really important games. We started with sort of the basics of the game, like who are the teams? What are they trying to do? Like, what is the goal of the game? Like in baseball, they're trying to hit the ball so they can get around the bases. And and in football, they're trying to work their way down the field to get into the end zone to score a touchdown and sort of teaching them some of these words so they can get excited when somebody scores, um, those kinds of things. Um, and then basic stuff like, how do we know when this game is over? It just seems like it goes on and on and on and on. Um, and then how do we know who won at the end? Uh, and so these are are some of the Sort of basic concepts that we started to work on with him. And he's actually started to get really into it. And now he's at the point where every time there's a game on television, he wants to know, like, which team are we rooting for? Like, he will not accept that we would watch a game where we're not emotionally invested in who wins, um, which is a little bit different from how I tend to watch sports. Like, I have four or five teams that I feel fairly passionately about. And then outside of that, I don't tend to get super invested in like the outcomes of, of various games. And so, for example, we were just at a party this weekend where we were watching uh, the Michigan-Ohio State game, or at least that was the primary reason why we were at this party. And we, uh, having lived in Michigan for six years, have been fully indoctrinated into uh, the joys of the maize and blue. So go blue. We were excited about that win this weekend as well. Um, And so that game is over. And we're moving on to the next game, which for everybody else at the party was like the main reason they were there. And it was to watch Arizona versus Arizona State, which is a big rivalry here in our new area. But I personally don't care who wins that game. I'm not emotionally invested in it. And we had to spend a lot of time (laughs) like talking to my oldest. He'd be like, who do we want to win? Do we want the red team or the pink team, he would call them to win. Who do we want to win? And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I It doesn't I, it doesn't matter to me. Just pick one. Um, and so he decided that we were going to root for uh, Arizona, which worked out really well because uh, it was a pretty big blowout win for uh, Arizona. And so he was really uh, happy about that. It's just kind of this funny thing where he's like starting to get into it. And if we don't tell him, you know, every once in a while, we'll, you know, most of the games we watch are games that we have, an interest in I don't spend a ton of time watching games that I don't care who wins and so but every once in a while one will pop on and I'll just be like I don't know buddy choose one who do you want to win and we'll we'll let him pick pretty much anybody other than the Eagles he can root for and that's fine so now he's starting to pick up the basics of the games and how they work and you know how many periods there are and all these kinds of things it got me thinking about sort of what are the other kinds of like practical Lessons that I can teach him as we're sitting here watching sports together. You know, this is, you know, in many cases, at least a couple of hours of time that we're spending together, sitting on the couch, we're hanging out, we're talking to each other. Like, how do I make the most of that time together? Make sure I'm not getting too sucked into what's happening in the game to realize that he's there and try to make this sort of a shared experience um, and sort of teach him, start to teach him some of the great things that we learn from watching and especially playing sports. Uh, And so my kids are going to be starting to play rec sports in a couple of months. We just registered them a couple of weeks ago for their first round of recreational sports. And so they're going to start playing soon. And so what are the things that we can teach him now, or at least start to have conversations about that'll help him be set up for success when playing? Not necessarily winning and losing games, but just sort of handling the different aspects of like being a player on a team uh, playing a game and so after we talked about sort of what are the basic rules then we started talking about you know how do you score points and how many points do you get for certain types of scores and those kinds of things and then who wins and then on the tv he can see the the score as it's up there and he he can tell now like the team we want to win are they winning or are they losing and how many more so we've started to do some like basic math stuff of like how many more points does our team need to tie the game or to take the lead? And how would they, you know, go about, you know, scoring that many points? And and sort of thinking about that and sort of using it as like a, a math skill to say like how many more points do we need? Those kinds of things. And then the next thing that I'm I want to start working with him on that we've started talking about too, is like the handling of the winning and losing, uh, and. Starting with handling the losing, uh, we're at the point where uh, we <laughs> he gets pretty frustrated. One, if his team is losing at all. Like uh, we had a couple of moments where the team that we wanted to win uh, the game we were watching, it's like in the first quarter, but they're losing, you know, they, the other team scored first or something like that. And he just would like melt to the ground and sort of like just talking him through a little bit. One, there's a lot more... Game to play, and two, whether you win or lose, you just got to do your, you know, do your best, play as hard as you can, do everything that you can uh, to win. But you know, sometimes the team you want to win is going to win, and sometimes the team you want, you know, your favorite team is going to lose, and you have to be able to sort of handle that emotionally. And so we're talking, starting to talk a little bit about like how do we keep our feelings under control in those types of situations in the hopes that once he starts playing games, you know, whether he wins or lose, he'll be prepared to, you know, be a good sport, you know, and, and dem- demonstrate some good sportsmanship both when he wins and when he loses um, so that he can be be prepared for that. So we're starting to talk a little bit about that. And then the perseverance piece is the other piece of this, right? So for when we're watching the game, we're talking about, you know, even though our team is losing, look how hard they're playing. They're still trying really hard to try to score Points and try to catch up, and they're they're doing everything that they can because they don't, you know, they still believe that they can win, and that's really important. And they want to keep trying and keep working hard uh, so that they can try to come back and win, especially when they're losing, right? And even when they're winning, they're still going to try to play hard so that they can keep their lead and and try to win. So everyone's playing really hard and persevering to be able to be successful and, and try to win the game, and that's part of. Of the game as well, right, is so that even when he's playing, if his team is losing, he can sort of keep that mindset of saying, you know, even though we're losing right now, we got to keep playing really hard, we got to keep doing our absolute best, we got to keep trying so that we can try to score, you know, score some more points and try to, to come back and win the game. And I think that's, that's really important too. Next is sort of following the rules and like working with him to understand the rules of the game and how important it you know it is you know when they throw flags for penalties kind of talking to him a little bit about how there's rules to the game and everybody has to follow the rules and if there's a flag for uh you know a penalty that means that somebody broke the rules of the game and then we can kind of talk about like why there's rules whether it's to keep the players safe or to help make the game a little bit more fair. Um, and sort of talking through like why there are rules and why it's important to follow the rules, not just in sports, but sort of that's an, a broader conversation that we can then have about like, why do we have rules at home? It's to keep you and your your brother and sister safe and make sure that everybody's having fun and everyone's playing well together and, and those kinds of things. Uh, and then the last piece is teamwork, sort of pointing out to him that like all the players are working together. And I think this is you know, particularly true uh, in games like soccer and football, where the whole team is on the field at the same time, and you're sort of, they're passing the ball around, or they're doing different things, or, you know, there's an offensive line who's doing their part to protect the rest of the players so that they can uh, throw the ball or run the ball to, to score the points. And just pointing out how every player on the team is sort of playing a specific role in order to help the team achieve their goal right and that's part of part of how it works. And then as he gets older, I hope that we can you know evolve some of those conversations you know right now he's only five but talking a little bit about strategy and critical thinking and like what should teams do in certain situations and uh, handling the pressure uh, you know clock management, time management, those kinds of things uh, to help them be successful as well and so I think those are uh, really important lessons that I hope that I can teach him, uh, along the way, related to both playing and, and watching sports when we're spending that time together. Because if that's the, the way that we're going to spend our time together, I want to make sure that I'm being intentional about that time uh, so that he feels like it's time together and not just him sitting next to me while I'm doing something. Like I want him to feel like he's a part of what's of what's going on. And that change in my mindset is really, I think, what turned the corner for us to get him interested in doing that with me. Like when it was just me doing something and him distracting me or him like needing that attention while he was doing separate something separately, that was leading to a lot of frustration and a lot of friction. And it was when I had to make that a little bit of a mindset adjustment where like, come here and let me sort of show you why this is so cool let me show you what I enjoy about this and teach you the things that you uh, need to know in order to also try to enjoy it. That was sort of where the the mindset shift worked out really well for us and and how he really started to get into it. And my daughter does uh, a little bit as well. She's only three, so she's not quite there yet anyway, but um, she's got a lot of really natural athletic skills. So I think she's going to, she's going to get there because um, she does enjoy playing of the sports and she's starting to show some interest in in watching as well and so you know she's going to get there but especially for my oldest like he is really starting to get into it and I think that's that came from my welcoming him into that experience with me rather than telling him that he's annoying or telling him to go away or all the other things that might have been going through my head as you know he was trying to get me to play school with him but I think that is a nice segue into the last point that I want to make about this, which is sort of the most important thing for me about watching sports with my kids is that I want this to be fun time for me and my kids together. For me, I try very hard not to let the sports schedule dictate my family's life. Like whatever we're doing as a family is much more important than any game that's on. Even if it's, you know, a a big, rivalry game or, or something like that. That's very important in the context of the sport. It is not more important than the things that we're trying to do as a family. And so I always make a point of, of saying, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like if we have things that we're wanting to do as a family while a game is on, like I can handle not watching it. I'll watch highlights later or I will. Nowadays, it's so easy to just Record a game and watch through it later. Um, And that choice makes the time that I'm spending with my family better because you're with your family and you're not distracted by something else. And so I think that is also one of the most important lessons I want to teach my kids about watching sports is that it's a fun thing for us to do together, but it is not the most important thing. It's not more important than our time together as a family on Thanksgiving it was not more important to watch the game than to eat our Thanksgiving meal so we we turned the sound on the game off we went in the other room we ate our meal together and then when we came back we had missed a little bit of the game but everything was fine you know and so teaching them those lessons intentionally right so it's not more important than our meal time it's not more important than going to church or doing other events with our church family uh, it's not more important than our extended family, like visiting cousins or other things that we might do. All of those things are more important than us watching sports together. Even just going outside and being outside and playing together, like instead of watching football, let's go throw the football around outside. And sometimes that's the right choice. Helping them understand that, that watching sports together is really fun and really special. And it's time that we enjoy together. And there's a lot of things that we can learn and discuss doing that together, but it's not the most important thing. And we can always turn the game off and go do something else if we need to, unless it's a World Series game that my Rangers are playing in. I'm just kidding. Even then, actually, the majority of the clinching game, this is sort of my my biggest testament to, to how strong I feel about this. Uh, the clinching game of the World Series uh, was on, you know, my my family were Catholic uh, so, the clinching game was on a holy day of obligation where we had to go to church. We couldn't go to church in the morning, so we had to go to church in the evening. And so, the majority of that game, I actually was sitting in mass with my family uh, because that was the most important thing. So, even the World Series, even when my Rangers are, are out, you know one game away from winning the World Series, going to church was the more important thing to do on that day with my family. And then Thankfully, when we came out, they were having a little uh, carnival outside the church and they had the game on. So we walked out. It was in the bottom of the seventh inning. And so we just watched the last couple of innings uh, actually there at the church. So I'll always remember (laughs) the first time my Rangers won the World Series. I was standing outside the Catholic Church uh, here in Arizona uh, watching uh, the Rangers uh, beat the Diamondbacks. And that will forever be uh, an ingrained memory in my brain. And so just to sort of add that piece of like even these really important games there are still things that are more important than that especially when it includes our family and our faith and and those kinds of things so just keeping that perspective in mind as well and not letting the sports schedule dictate your family life make sure your family life is dictating the sports schedule Uh, so how do you think about watching sports with your kids uh, is that a sacred time that you haven't really welcomed your kids into yet, or is that a a source of tension? Are you still in that phase where it's a source of tension, where you're wanting to watch a game, but your kids are are wanting your attention to do other things? And how are you kind of figuring out when to turn the game off and go play, and and maybe they're ready for you to to bring them in and start to talk to them about? What is this game you're watching and why do you love it so much? Um they're they're ready to hear some of those stories and they they like to hear it and they want to hear about times when I went to the games with, with my parents when I was their age and and the, you know now my oldest is really excited about spring training because the Rangers are going to come here and he wants to go see them play live and in person which he he's only gotten to do a couple of times uh when we were up in Detroit and so you know how do you bring them into that um are there other life lessons that I didn't talk about that you talk about with your kids during that time uh, together? Is that maybe a moment for you to kind of catch up on on general life stuff with your kids as they get a little older? I'd love to hear from you about how you navigate that time and, and spending it with your family. I'd love to hear that. If you reach out to me, uh, you can let me know uh, how you spend time with your kids share your thoughts with me on social media at docstodadspod on Instagram or Facebook, uh, or you can uh, search for me, Dr. Scott Grant, on LinkedIn. Uh, You can uh, also email me at docstodadspod at gmail.com. And if you know a dad who's a huge sports fanatic who might benefit from hearing uh, this episode or, or might be struggling to integrate his kids into watching uh, the sports that he loves, maybe send them, send them this episode and see uh, if that might help him uh, a little bit. You never know who might be uh, looking for ways to do this just a little bit better as we all try to get uh, a little bit better at this dad thing. I want to say thanks, as always, to Phil Rabon for editing the show, making it sound so good for you, uh, and getting these episodes cranked out every week. I'm so grateful to him. And I want to encourage you to tune in next week for another great episode. We are coming closer and closer to that magical episode 100. Uh, and so it's, it's very exciting for me. Until then, I want to encourage you to remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Thanks so much. The information included in this podcast and other DocSidAds platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.